episode number 336. There's this whole other side of marketing, organic growth that is not just about bringing people to you. Sometimes it's just going to the people. Welcome to the Be Real Show with Travis Tutal and Hoff, where we talk about life, dreams, social media, and business. Well, hello, and welcome to the Be Real Show with Travis Tutal and Huff. Folks, you know your boy is always fired up, but I think after this show, I think you guys are going to want to attract and scale, baby. I think you guys are going to want to attract and scale and, and, uh, and do it organically, guys, because basically life in business these days can be done in a scalable manner. And, uh, and we always like to say, don't panic. It's organic, baby. But we, I'm bringing you uh, Mr. Lloyd Yip. Lloyd, are you ready to be real? What up, man? Thanks for having me. Super excited. Your energy has got me going. So let's, let's get the party started. Let's, let's get this party going, guys. Let's get this party going. Uh, Mr. Lloyd is a digital nomad from Canada, but currently living in Brazil right now, guys, which is the beauty of the internet and digital. Uh, and he's helping entrepreneurs, primarily um, like coaches and consultants and agencies, learning how more to scale their business um, organically. I mean, if you can do it organically without ads and without spending tons of money to get customers, it's so much better. Uh, and so what he does is he puts out, he's personally putting out tons of content. He's going on podcasts. He's putting tons of free stuff out there for you guys to learn. And then at some, some point, obviously, you guys can dig deeper with him and get into his deeper coaching sessions, et cetera. But tell me, Lloyd, a little bit about your your journey, man, as an, as helping people, entrepreneurs and business. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, for me, um, my, my journey in entrepreneurship began even when I was in university, it was a happy accident, right? Um, I, I began a window cleaning company as an 18 year old and just hired some neighborhood kids around. And it was just my way of not needing to get a real job, I suppose. And in the beginning I was never, planning my life to be in sales or marketing or entrepreneurship, I was, I was always planning it to be much more so um, in like the sciences. I was uh, really? uh, a sports science major. I was going to be a physiotherapist. But after I had that first taste of, oh, like building a team and kind of building my own business, I couldn't really look back. And from there, it was all about sales and marketing. And I had spent a bit of time working at an agency and learned some marketing and content shops there. I'd spent some time working as a salesperson at a software company. So I learned how to really understand sales process there. And eventually, after you know spending years and years trying to help other people become successful and rich, you just kind of go off on your own to see if you can do it for yourself. So that's kind of when I left, built my own business. Um, and it really has changed. In the beginning, it was just an agency working more so on basic sales and marketing consulting and, and implementation work. But now I really specialize um, on organic growth because frankly, it was a big problem that I had. I had gone through, you know, attempts after attempts at paid ads, lost yes. a ton of money. Right. And I had gone through attempts after attempts of getting clients organically, but it was either inconsistent or didn't work or it was working, but it would take a ton of time and I couldn't properly scale. And after a while, I was thinking to myself, like, there's got to be an easier way for me to generate clients for free without it being a 60 or 70 hour per week time suck for me. Mm. Like there has got to be a better way to make organic marketing work at scale. And once that became a mission, 
and I was able to solve it for myself, I realized that my clients were always asking how they could solve it for themselves. And after a while, I just kind of got rid of all the other things that I was talking about. And I just specialized and focused on, okay, let's, let's help our clients really understand how to make organic scale. Scaling organically, guys. I love that. Um, and I think everyone wants that. I mean, obviously, everybody wants that. Where do you start, dude? Where do you start in that process of uh, scaling organically? Yeah. So I think it's really critical to understand that every business is super different. And because your audience is different, because your offer is different, you really have to understand what is the strategy that makes the most sense for you. And that always starts with the channel. If you are going after, say, like moms that are between the age of 30 to 40 who are trying to like lose their stubborn new baby fat, like they're going to be an audience that spends more time on a particular set of platforms, right? Maybe it's Instagram, maybe it's Pinterest. They're going to have their unique psychological tendencies. And if you look at the polar opposite, maybe you're going after like financial managers um, in, in the United States, super B2B market. You're probably not going to be spending much time on Instagram trying to prospect or reach out to them, even if they're there, right? right? Because their mindset when they're on that particular channel isn't about work. So understanding first and foremost, okay, who is my audience? What is psychological tendency? And where is it that they spend the most time thinking about the specific set of problems that I can solve for Mm. that I can then utilize for my primary or secondary marketing channels. So it always has to start from understanding your clients first. And from there, we can start defining, okay, now that we've identified LinkedIn or Instagram or Facebook being the ideal place to generate these clients, what do I do specifically strategy-wise on those channels? But that's always the first step, understanding where we spend the time. Right. Yeah, because obviously you guys know TikTok's pretty popular, but I don't know if every business should be getting on TikTok. You know what I mean? I mean, uh, it, it's uh-huh. very good unless you want to have fun, but not every business is going to translate right onto TikTok. You know what I mean? And so I think people forget about that or Clubhouse is the one right now. Everyone's Clubhouse is cool, guys. You got to spend two hours of your life every day on it. So it's like, it's uh-huh. hard to scale. It's like, do you have two hours uh, uninterrupted to, to be on this platform? Okay. Uh, okay. Then do it. If you don't, then don't do that one too. I always like say that too for businesses, Lloyd, because I think that's something that businesses forget is that they want to do it all, but you can't do it all. Exactly. Exactly. And it's just opportunity cost because it's not as though these things can't all give great results, right? Like TikTok right. could give good results. Absolutely. Clubhouse could give good results. Right. But the reality is like amongst all the available things that you could in theory do, which thing might give you the most return for the least amount of effort or investment. And that's what I'm always thinking about. I think if you're a company that has a lot of resources and a big team, then you could start thinking about diversifying and branching off doing all the channels. Because at some point, you as a CEO, you don't need to be like tied to the functioning of the day-to-day operations on each of these channels. And at that point, yeah, sure, have, have people do it. But in the beginning... Um, if you're kind of new to organic or maybe you don't have as many resources, realistically, you can't do it all at the same time. Yeah. You can have it all, not at the same time. Right. Otherwise, you're going to get like one view on every single channel and you're going to be like, why the hell did I yeah. do this? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And that, that really moves into the next point, right? Like one of the big reasons why people need to 
spend the appropriate amount of time on each individual channel before they move on to the next is because each channel behaves differently, yeah. right? Organic growth and getting clients for free on Facebook behaves differently than trying to get clients for free on LinkedIn. Right. Are there similar fundamental concepts that if you know on one channel works can carry over to the other channel? Of course, right? Marketing and sales has some fundamental philosophies. That being said, like there are different algorithms, there are different feature sets, there are different audiences that are behaving differently on each of these channels. So you have to, okay, decide on the channel and then understand what is the specific strategy that works on each of these channels so that you can start to monetize and get clients. Mm. And then do you, when you're driving something, do you drive it with an offer or what, how, the, what's the best process that you've seen work? I know every client's different, so it's hard to say a one fits all mentality, but what, where's the process? And then once they start doing content on these platforms, where do you really tell them to get, like, where do you tell them to talk about? What do you tell them to do? Yeah. So you kind of touch on a good point here. Content is a big part of it, but I think regardless of uh, which channel you decide on, to me, organic marketing consists of a couple different things. Content is one of them because you want to be able to bring people to you and the people that you already have, you want to warm them up so that they're more likely to talk to you. That's, that's why content's so great. That's why you have a podcast. That's why I'm on other people's podcasts Absolutely. and I create my other content. Right. But what I don't want people to forget about is that there's this whole other side of marketing, organic growth that is not just about bringing people to you. Sometimes it's just going to the people where they ah, are. Ah, there you go. And listening, listening to them. Yeah. And, and I think outbound marketing and outreach is really, really critical for this reason. First of all, content is a bit of a longer game, right? If you create a ton of content, it might be months, if not even more, before people start gravitating towards you. Years, However, man. if you're years. very <laughs> years, right? Like I... <laughs> I don't know how long it took for you to build your podcast before you started getting some legitimate traction that you can do. It was years. It was years, dude. Yeah. Years. Some people, it is years. Some people never make it. Some people, they get some early success, but that's probably a bit more of the exception than the rule. Right. But with outreach, of course, the benefit of outreach is that input to a degree equals output. Now, if your input is not effective, then obviously your output's not effective either. But if your input is effective at a small scale and you understand how you could actually do it at a higher volume without sacrificing any of the quality of your conversations, then, I mean, the theory is that you'll just generate more quality conversations with qualified prospects. So yes, let's say you're on LinkedIn or you're on Instagram or you're on Facebook and you're creating content and you're posting those content pieces into the right places and you're distributing the content in front of the eyeballs that you want it to be in front of. But to only be doing that and not be also just reaching out to the people on each of these channels, which could be your perfect fit. I mean, the reality is each of these channels give you methodologies of finding your ideal clients, right? LinkedIn has sales navigator and all these filters to just directly find the specific types of people that are in your audience. Facebook has Facebook groups, which have the perfect psychographics dialed in, right? Like I'm into beach volleyball. So I'm into a bunch of beach volleyball groups. So if anyone wanted to like market to that, they should be in all those groups. I personally sell to a ton of um, like solopreneurs and there's like a trillion Facebook groups just about solopreneurs (laughs) or social media marketing. Literally every single topic on God's green earth 
there is a group about with thousands of people that you could utilize as a prospecting tool. Right. Instagram has a ton of hashtags and yes. you can also find other influencers and look at their friends lists and kind of interpret that they must be interested in this topic as well. Right. There's like a, regardless of platform, the content side is a big thing, but there's also tons of access to just building relationships directly with the end consumer. And sometimes you're going to be able to move that person into a conversation where the conversation goes well, and maybe you can even get a sales call out of it directly. Or maybe you don't because oftentimes people are skeptical, but at least you built that relationship um, on step one. And maybe step two and step three and step four is that now that they're in your network, they see your content. Yes. And after they see enough of your content, maybe they'll come back to you. And maybe that's when they'll be like, okay, you know what? I was skeptical at first, but after seeing all these stories and your posts and maybe joining your Facebook group, you can eventually get them to the place where they're willing to take that next conversion step, right? So you got to get that connection first. So so constantly acquiring new, you know, looking out for people to connect to, and then also using all like the tools like you're talking about, all the tools that are out there, on all these platforms, guys. It's incredible. When I started my social media agency, guys, in 2009, when we started in 2009, do you think they had these kind of tools? Hell no. They did not have the search capabilities and the functionality of sales LinkedIn navigator and uh, Instagram wasn't even there. So the point is, is that a lot of it, and like you said, is it just all you physically going and doing the work to find these people reach out to them. And then sometimes at some point, then they're going to see your content from there and they're going to be, it's a much more warm. Uh, hey, I know Travis, he reached out to me. He's a good guy. You know, or me and Lloyd connect. He sees my next post. Hey, Travis is a good guy. You know, he just had a boy. Hey, Troy. Hey, what's up, Troy? Vice versa. Uh, and then also it helps obviously if you have a conversation or something like that involved a podcast or something like that, I always believe you definitely should be connecting to everybody you talk, touch, uh, business card you had. I remember I told that, you know, when I first started every business card you had in your Rolodex guys, you should be connected to those people on their, their favorite social platform, you know, and, uh, and actively go find these people. Um, because it would be no point to just have a bunch of business cards. These people sometimes leave, they go to a different job, but you, if you're connected on LinkedIn, you, you follow their journey, you know, and, uh, you stick with them. Um, so I, I yeah. love that, man. I think it's good, really good points what you're saying about just not only focus on content because I think a lot of people just just kind of focus on that only. It's very easy for someone to just get tunnel vision on whatever is working for them at that moment in time or right. what it is that they're doing, right? And sometimes you don't try to diversify. Sometimes people are only doing content or sometimes people are only doing outreach. So like I want everyone to understand that these strategies build upon each other. It's like this positive feedback loop where imagine like you, you create content and then maybe someone engages with it and because they engage with it, they like it or comment on it. That's when you DM them and maybe it's the combination of warming them up with content and then you proactively DMing them that gets you that sales call. Or maybe it's the inverse, right? Maybe you DM someone and that's how they first get to know you. And then from there, now that they're in your social media profiles, they see your content, they come back. Like to me, it's really the the best of both worlds. And I love to use dating analogies. Um, <laughs> I'm like 27 year old, so I'm still very single. Still, so I'm still always trying to find that game, money. baby. I got you. You're still trying to yeah, find the yeah, queen. Yeah, that's, that's what it's all about. 
that's what it's all about you know hell yeah hell yeah yeah but like when when i think about the dating world like there's a couple different approaches right someone could in theory just go bar hopping and hitting on every single girl right that they see in front of them right and sorry for all the female audience listeners out there that don't don't resonate with this particular story but as a guy like you could just have a volume based approach and hit on every single girl for sure the thing is for sure works it for sure works but (laughs) No one will admit that it's the most efficient. It's not the most efficient way, but it will work because you hit on enough girls, you talk to enough people, someone's going to give you a positive reaction, but it's not the most efficient way. Whereas on the flip side, someone could literally just be sitting there on the stool at the bar and maybe they just like look really good. You know, they're wearing their best outfit. They got a nice new haircut and like after enough women pass through the bar, I'm sure one of them will have enough courage For and sure. be attractive enough to come up to you. For sure. But that's also not the most efficient way because you can't rely on your audience to come to you. Whereas right. if you do both, if you're willing to put on your best vibe, your best outfit, and you're willing to do the approach together, yeah. that's when someone truly wins. So that's about building your audience. That's also about building that trust factor with your audience that you can then have a very, very solid conversation with them. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's the key thing. Like for us, we generate a ton of, of leads. We, ton, we generate a ton of, of clients, but a lot of it comes because we're willing to have those conversations that lead to the next step in the buying journey. Got you. I love that, bro. I love it, dude. I think it's so important. Uh, and I always believe in the law of attraction. So I love uh, the mentality you have behind the business, attractingscale.com. Uh, but now, my man, we're about to take you into our top 10. Are you ready? Yeah, man. Apple Tell me all about or it. Android? Android, all the way. Android, Netflix, or YouTube? Uh, YouTube. 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 Yeah. Instagram or Facebook? For me right now, it's Facebook. Facebook. Love Facebook it. I use for work and Instagram I use more for personal, but I have work stuff on Instagram too. So yeah, both. But like for me, Facebook. Facebook. Love it. The community, the work, it's just all right there. The groups. Uh, chicken or steak if you're thinking about a good meal? Chicken for the daily, steak for the night out. Nice. I like it. I like yeah. it. So that's the way to do it. The regimen. Uh, laptop or smartphone? Uh, you can't you can't pick one. You need both. Got both. Okay, okay, I got you. Got, you. you need both of that. Yeah. Spotify <laughs> or Pandora? Spotify. I don't even know what Pandora is. Oh, the OG. I've never used it. I've never used it. Pandora used is it. like Spotify, but you just would pick a song and then it would it would automatically play the next songs using algorithms for you. So it's uh, Spotify constant. has that too. <laughs> yeah, it does. It does. But Pandora was the OG. Is the first one on the game. It was a. It's owned by Sirius Radio, and there's a lot of people that do like it still for the randomness kind of of the, you know, kind of like you listen to the radio and you don't know what the next song is going to be. It's kind of the, the uniqueness of, of Pandora that Spotify, you know, it, it's definitely Spotify is the, 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 the leader now with playlists and New Music Friday. Uh, movies or video games, if uh, you're thinking about relaxing. Movies. I don't really play video games. Movies. Working on my business is like a video game to me. So yeah. Ah, <laughs> I like it. He's putting the chest. Seeing the strike go up. He's got the Tetris. He's got the Tetris going in. I like it. Uh, reading books or listening to books? Um, I, I like listening to podcasts personally. Nice. There but you go. Audiobooks, podcasts, same stuff. Yeah. So much easier to get just get it in if you're going on a walk, workout, on the car ride. Yeah. It's just amazing. Exactly. Uh, stocks or real estate if you're thinking about other types of investments outside the business? 
I think the hot thing to say these days would be crypto, but no, for me, more equity, more <laughs> equity, more equity. Cause like I'm traveling all the time. Yes. Um, as a nomad, real estate's a bit of a harder thing to invest in. So yeah. Right. And the thing about having stocks guys is that it's liquid, baby. You sell that stock, it's, you get the money in two, three days. You can't do that in the real estate market. Very hard to do. Very hard to do. Uh, get a deal done today in two to three days. It's like impossible. Even if you had all cash oceans or lakes. You're thinking about a like vacation relaxing the beach is nice man the, the beach, beach let's nice. go let's ocean. go to an ocean baby yeah. miami let's go to let's go to honolulu baby i'm ready uh when you're waking up in the morning lloyd and you're getting yourself ready for your day why do you love being you dude you just got to be grateful um building good business having your health having your friends your relationships like what, what else can you do, right? Life, life is, is non-permanent for everyone. So all you can do is enjoy the journey and the journey so far has been pretty good. So yeah. I like that dude. Wise words from a 27 year old guys. I like that. Enjoy, <laughs> enjoy the journey. I like that. Do you think you'll ever retire from the game of entrepreneurship and business? Man, who knows? Like, yeah, I, I, I hope the answer is no, but if, if I ever lose passion for it, I suppose right. uh, I want to have put myself into a position where I could choose to not work if I wanted to, if that was financially my free, financial freedom, guys. right? Not yeah. That's a big that. part of, it's a big part of why we do this. But at the same time, I think a big part of why we do this is because we enjoy the game. So right. I, I hope to continue enjoying the game for the foreseeable future. My dad always says, until the mind's gone, until the mind is gone, guys. Uh, but yeah, there's something to it. Keeping your mind active, keeping your mind challenged. Uh, you think that, you know, you, you're pushing yourself today. That actually makes your brain smarter, you know? So they say that if you do that, they, they always believe back in the day that your brain would like kind of get less and less, you know, like powerful a long time and you lose more stuff. But they found now that, you know, 80 year olds and 90 year olds that are pushing themselves coding and doing all these crazy challenges are actually building more brain power than they had when they had tested them earlier in their ages. So they're finding that that has, that myth has been debunked. So uh, they always say, lose it or uh, use it or lose it. Uh, for some of my doctor friends, they say, use it or lose it. Uh, do you have a routine to start your day? Um, it depends on the day, but like a normal day might be just a quick, like a 10 minute meditation outside in the sun nice. and then just go to work. I used to do like morning cold showers, but then ever since I stopped doing my workouts in the morning, I stopped doing my cold showers in the morning. I just do it after work. Me too. So I don't know, like for me, I'm not a super like regimented with my morning routine. Got you. Um, like I can understand why people enjoy doing that, but I kind of just like go straight into my day and the most important thing for me is that I typically try to make my mornings productive, nice. but that the definition of productive is just like different every day, depending on what needs to be done. But I, I don't normally wake up and then just like not do anything um, in the first two or three hours. Like there's usually almost always something that's like important being done yes. um, with the exception of the weekends. I don't really typically work very much on the weekends at all. Love that. Enjoy the weekends. Enjoy yeah. yourself, man. You deserve it. Do you yeah. have a favorite app or, uh, or a tool that helps your business? Um, Slack is great. Google, like the entire Google suite of tools is amazing. Oh, yeah. Um, you can't really, yeah, can't really live without those things, huh? That's totally. like a daily usage. That's a daily thing. 
it's unbelievable yeah. that they offer so much for that value. And some of them, obviously with the Google stuff is all free really for the Google suite products. It's unbelievable. Uh, yeah. If you could sit down to anyone in the world to a steak dinner tonight, who would you want to come out to you and have a, and chop it up with? I know Elon would be pretty cool. Let's go. The Doge Father yeah. is coming to you, Mr. SNL. I can't wait to see it, man, this weekend. <laughs> Going on SNL, I would never have thought that they would have someone like Elon Musk on, but you kind of think that he would, you know, because he's a very interesting person. And people, after doing 325 shows, I would say the majority, not like the majority of all of them, but the good majority of the top person is Elon. As far as when I asked that question on the 325 entrepreneurs, interesting guy, he's just interesting. Yeah. He just piques your interest in so many ways. Uh, and I was like watching those Joe Rogan interviews cause he's, he's much more real, like much more down to earth than people realize. Uh, yeah. well, let's tell you about you, my man, where is your favorite place for people to learn more about the business? Can you give us a, a website we can drive people to? Yeah, yeah. So like this was just a very small taste of what we do. Obviously, like we, we went into the basics today of what makes organic work. Um, but if you were to say join my Facebook group, uh, which I will include in the show notes, you can go in and we actually release additional live trainings on not just how to make organic work, but how to work at scale, mm, which is nice. taking what I had meant before, but okay, how do you start applying some technology, some softwares to make it more efficient? Or if you want to actually truly scale the business, you're going to need a team to manage your content creation, your content distribution, your appointment setting, your closing, like all those things need to be running even if you're not there. Like the, the thing that I use is the vacation test, right? Does your business sustain and thrive if you were to just disappear on vacation for 30 days with no internet or was it, would it fall apart? And a lot of people, if they were to disappear, their business would fall apart, oh, which yeah. means that their systems are not built. Means their organic strategy, even if it works, they are to disappear, lead generation stops working. That's a problem, right? So I have a ton of additional trainings on not only how to make organic work, which is once again, the combination of outreach plus content together in unison, but how do you actually do this in a way which is highly scalable by leveraging technology, by building systems, by attaching people to it so that they can run the process for you? These are all the things that we really discuss. So I'm going to actually give you a link to my Facebook group, as I will, uh, to a free training that I have. It's a 30 minute free training that uh, people can really look at to understand what is a 50K to 100K per month organic system going to look like. And we actually go all into the behind the scenes details of what the specifics are in terms of the back end. And if you're kind of lazy or you don't have too much time, we do have a quick quiz that you could also fill out just to get a bit of an assessment of what your business is today in terms of your organic maturity, so to speak. And literally it's just four or five questions. You can bang it out in a minute. And if you bang it out, it'll spit out a fully customized report based off of your answers. And it'll tell you not only where your gaps are in your existing uh, system today, but it'll also give you a couple recommendations as to how you could actually improve your organic system so that it's more effective, so that it's more sustainable, more scalable, and ultimately acquiring more clients for you. So that one, I'll give you the link too, but it's literally just at my uh, website, attractandscale.com. The and is spelt A-N-D. So it's attractandscale.com backslash organic. So really, really easy remember attractandscale.com slash organic and you can go check that out but for all the other things the group or the free training that i was talking about um i'll just provide that in the show notes so that people can check it out on their own time 
Love that. Love that, guys. We're going to put that in the show notes for you because it make it easy on you guys. You can just quickly hit the show notes and click that button. Uh, but my man, I love it, dude. I love what you're doing. Like I always say, you're a young hustling entrepreneur, 27 years old. You are in the beginning of a huge journey of life and you are still having incredible, incredible success, brother. So thank you for sharing. And also please guys take advantage of uh, his trainings and offers. We'll put those in the show notes, but Lloyd, Pleasure to have you on the show today. Folks, you've been hanging out with Lloyd Yip and Travis Tutal and Huff. We want to thank you again for your time today. And let's keep being real. What another epic episode. And uh, if you enjoyed the episode today, can you please do me a favor and subscribe to our podcast, The Be Real Show, on iTunes or your favorite podcast platform. And also take a little time today, if you don't mind, and give your boy T. Huff a review. I would really super appreciate it. And thank you so much for listening today. We're all going through a lot right now. And real-time outsource. My business is giving back to local and small businesses. Through our social media services and campaigns, we are actually helping small businesses get more exposure during these times and also when we get through these times. At the end of the day, we don't know how long this is all going to last, but most importantly, you got to think about your business right now. Take it seriously. So come check us out at realtimeoutsource.com, realtimeoutsource.com, and we would love for you to qualify and get the process started where we can take a look at your business and see if we can qualify you for some of our services. Um, at uh, little to no cost for most of the businesses. And, uh, and, and some businesses, you know, you're going to have to pay, but that's just part of life, right? But most importantly is that I think this is the time, folks, that you can actually help thrive in your business. And so I would love to help you personally with our team. We're all going through a tough time right now. So take advantage of us, realtimeoutsource.com. Check us out, and we would love to do some business with you and help you with your social and digital media in 2020 and beyond.